Hey everybody, you're listening to Esther and Jeff. This is episode 13. Ooh, 13. Scary. (laughs) I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Maybe we should be like those old school buildings and just skip skip level 13. We'll just skip episode 13. This could be episode 14. (laughs) No. It's still episode 13? It's still episode 13. We should have, we should have researched why the number 13 is unlucky yes Mm. oh well oh well (laughs) episode 13 we did it we finally went where you guys wanted us to go we went to toronto what what (laughs) so we had so for those new listeners we had a poll about a month ago asking you guys to vote on where we should go for a weekend trip whether it be erie pennsylvania or toronto ontario and you guys voted and toronto came out as the winner. I think it was like 62 to 48 or 38 or something in favor of Toronto. And we went Sunday. We went for the whole day on Sunday. Yeah, we did consider going for the weekend since it was Labor Day. We had an extended weekend, but it was like so last minute and we didn't want to ask our neighbor to watch our cat and she's very demanding. So we did definitely need somebody to check on her. Yeah. Well, I think it was just also then we'd have to pay for an Airbnb um, or a hotel and we didn't really want to do that, especially that close to home, because I feel like anything more than three hours, you should probably stay overnight. But Toronto for us isn't really that far. It's only like an hour and a half, two hours away. Yeah. Um, so if, yeah, so if you drive, it's that close, but we didn't drive. Well, we sort of drove. What did we do? How did we get there, Jeff? (laughs) We teleported to Toronto. <laughs> no, we, uh, so we did drive, but we didn't drive all the way to Toronto. Um, I didn't really feel like driving my SUV downtown. We've done this before. We've gone to Toronto pretty frequently since we've moved to Buffalo. Toronto's a really nice big city and it's easily accessible for us. Um, but I don't really like driving in the city, especially Toronto. It's a lot of one way streets, it's really tight and narrow. And since I have like an SUV, it's just it sticks out nobody in toronto has suvs it's all small cars compact cars everybody's flying around so we didn't drive into the city we drove to burlington which is near hamilton in canada and it's like it's an hour drive from buffalo to the burlington train station and then it's an hour train ride from burlington to union station downtown toronto yeah so I think the first time that we went to Toronto together, we did drive yep. and we just couldn't find anywhere to park because mm-hmm. parking was like $25 mm-hmm. everywhere. And coming from Buffalo where there's free parking everywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's ample parking and even if you have to pay for it, it's pretty cheap in Buffalo. Yeah. But parking in Toronto is no joke. It's like expensive, expensive. Yeah. It's, so it's super expensive and there just aren't a lot of spots because there's so many people. Yeah. Um, but the train was nice. We we took the GO train yes, from that, Burlington. So the GO train is not like Amtrak, and it's not like a subway. It's like a commuter train. So I think like New York City has commuter trains that go to like New Jersey and Connecticut and mm-hmm. all the surrounding areas. Um, I think those are called like Metro North or South and East or something in New York City. But it's like that. The GO train... Um, it goes out of Toronto and it kind of spreads out in like a spider web around the city. And the GO train goes down to Hamilton and um, we we got on at the second to last stop. 
So, like, a stop that we have used before that has good free parking. So, we went there, and... Well, did we have any issues with the train? No, I mean, it was delayed ten minutes. Yeah. But... Not too bad. Last time I took the GO train, our train just never showed up. Me and my brother were going to a Blue Jays game, (laughs) and the train literally just never showed up. It was truly bizarre. Uh, We just caught the next train, which left an hour later, but we were an hour behind schedule. Um, yeah. And people in Canada um, were, like, bizarrely okay with it. Like, how how can I put this? Like, um, like everyone knows, like, the stereotypes of Canadians. Um, but this, this time it was weird. Like, the train never showed up. They didn't make any announcements. They didn't tell us why. We're just standing there, and people just kind of accepted it. It was, like, it was, it was very bizarre. Like, if that was in New York City, people would be mad as hell, you know? Well, that just makes me think that somehow everybody else knew that it was canceled, yeah. but you didn't. And that's it's, it's entirely possible. Um, we, like, didn't, we don't have, like, service in Canada, so yeah. we don't have time to, like, check on things. But there wasn't, like, an announcement, and there were a lot of people waiting for the train. Like, just a, a ton of people. And they were all going to the Blue Jays game or, or wherever. It was, like, a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it, it, I don't know. It just felt like it could have been done better. This time around, though, the train was delayed 10 minutes, and they came on and made two clear announcements saying it'll be here in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, they, and like, the train we took was an express train, so it only stopped at, like, certain stations on the way there. So it saved us, like, 20 minutes. So it being delayed 10 minutes really didn't slow us down too much. Yeah, I think it was just... Like, you were frustrated because we'd gotten there in time for another train that did leave on time. Yeah, that was we going, saw it. Yeah, like, we saw going, the train before it left. It was going to the same place, but it was not an express. So we were like, oh, we'll wait the 10 minutes. To get to the catch, express. To catch the express. And then it was delayed 10 minutes. So right. we ended up getting there the same time that we would have if right. we had gotten the first train. Except we just waited 20 minutes at the train station instead of <laughs> sitting on the train for 20 minutes. But I, I, it really doesn't matter in the end. No, it doesn't. Um, the GO train is nice. Uh, it's clean and easy to use. Uh, and it's... The free parking, I don't know if it's like this during the week, but we've only ever gone on the weekends, but the free parking is really nice. So, like, just leave your car, forget about it, and then come back and it's there. Yeah. You know, like, we left the car for 15 hours and it was totally fine. Yeah, the the parking is nice. The station's nice. Like, yeah, yeah, they public, put a lot of money into that station. There are public bathrooms and all. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, it was a little more expensive than I was expecting it to be. Yep. Round trip was like twenty two fifty for an hour train. But I guess that's comparable to the train from Poughkeepsie to New York City. Yeah, yeah. I mean twenty two fifty round trip is like twenty bucks or nineteen fifty US. So we're talking around twenty dollars to get in and out of <clears throat> Toronto, which is not bad. And mind you, when we went into Toronto, there was a lot of stuff going on. It, it was a Sunday. It's the day before Labor Day. Canadians celebrate Labor Day on the same day as Americans do. So a lot of people also had Monday off in Canada. Um, and there like was the, also a convention going. Yeah, there was like like a comic convention going on. I think there was a soccer game and a baseball game. I'm not sure, but there were like <laughs> there was a lot going on in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, but we we got on one of the trains because like the train has like the different um uh what do you 
cars, train cars. Mm-hmm. So we got on like the front of the train and other people didn't really get on the front of the train, so which was nice. So we get to Toronto and we didn't really have much of a plan. <laughs> to be honest, we were kind of hoping Erie would win in the in the poll. I don't I mean at least I am. Like were you hoping You were hoping that Erie yeah. would win. So why did we even put Toronto? <laughs> I thought it'd be cool if we did a post. Well, yeah. And I was and I, like I'm just thinking what is also an equal distance from Buffalo. Erie yeah. and Toronto are like an equal distance. Erie is just south and Toronto is just north, you yeah. know. They're equal distance away from each other. And Dur- actually, you know what? Yeah, they're equal distance away. Yeah, I was definitely hoping for Erie, but I figured you were hoping for Toronto because you like big cities like that. I do. I love big cities. And what we did was exactly what I wanted to do in Toronto. So we get to Toronto. I wasn't feeling the best when we got to Toronto, um, which kind of like was not the best, you know, having to find bathrooms <laughs> in the very beginning. Um, but that all passed. We ended up going to the distillery district. Uh, we had initially planned on getting um, subway tickets, too. So, like, so, Toronto has a subway and a streetcar and a bus system, as, like, most major cities do. We were planning on getting tickets for the subway and kind of taking that around. But then we, like, kind of mapped out the neighborhoods we wanted to see, and they were not so far away that we couldn't walk. And if you guys remember back, uh, I think this was like episode four when we talked about New York City, which is one of my favorite podcasts. If you haven't heard that one, go back. Um, We walked, what, 12 miles in New York City? I don't know, a lot. 12 or 14 miles. We walked so much. We, We took the train into the city from Poughkeepsie and we literally walked everywhere. We didn't take, we didn't take, uh, an Uber until the end of the night. We didn't take, uh, a taxi or a train we didn't take the subway or anything like that we just walked we walked the entire city and that felt really cool and new york city especially if you walk it you realize how big it is and just how many people live there and toronto is the same way you know toronto is a giant city and you realize how big it is and how many people live there if you kind of walk it yeah so I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling the subway just because we had been sitting for so long, like mm-hmm. for the hour drive there and then the hour train. Like I just didn't want to sit anymore. Yeah. So I was like super into walking. Um, it didn't like it wasn't bad because the weather was good. Like it was cloudy. Yeah, it, it was rained, it was humid. It rained when we got there. Yep. And like our whole drive up. But after we got there, like, the clouds cleared, and it was, like, pretty comfortable for the rest of the day. Yeah, the rain went away in the morning. We got to Toronto right around lunchtime. Yeah. So, our first stop was the distillery district. Which, okay, can we... All right, so, for those of you guys who've never been to Toronto, and I'm sure that's almost all of the listeners, right? Um, Toronto is, like, any major city, and there's little areas and neighborhoods and we kind of looked up online, like, neighborhoods of interest. And this one popped up, like, number one on all the lists. It was like, you got to go to the Stiller District. It's really cool. It's really awesome. So we walked there from the train station, which is kind of a far walk. It's, like, almost 40 minutes from the train station. Uh, so we kind of get to the Stiller District. I'm starting to get hungry. It's, you know, it's a little past lunchtime now. And when you think of Distillery District, like, what, what do you think of in your head? I mean, I just assumed it was, like, a bunch of breweries and distilleries. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking, like, old school manufacturing buildings, you know, old school brick buildings, you know, a, maybe a couple of bars mixed in, but it's, like, 
you know, I don't know, blue collar. It sounds like a blue collar area. Yeah. And it is anything but blue collar when you get there. Okay, so we should preface this with it is Sunday. There are we passed at least three flea markets on the yeah. way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday's a flea market day everywhere. Yeah, and so when we got there, like to the distillery district, there was an arts fair going. So there were like all of these vendors. There was like a stage, like a little, well, not a stage, a tent set up for like a musician. Yeah. And so there, I don't know, there was a lot of like artsy fartsy stuff going <laughs> on. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm not sure it would have had that same vibe if we had gone on not a Sunday, you know? I hear what you're saying. I think that's really valid. But when you look at the stores that are there, it is is truly a fancy area. It's a, oh, I don't know, gentrified... Gentrified, yeah. Yeah, gentrified neighborhood, I guess. Uh, It's it's just high-end art galleries and extremely expensive clothing stores and i don't know like you know we live in buffalo and that just doesn't exist here you know what i mean like there's one neighborhood called elmwood village that we used to live in that kind of is like that but it's not like the whole neighborhood is like that you know what i mean it's not like the whole neighborhood is fancy gift shops and high end like there's still dive bars and regular restaurants mixed in but like this neighborhood i if it's a neighborhood, I don't know, just a district. It just, I, it was underwhelming. Mm. You know, it didn't feel very real. And I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like phony baloney. We polished this neighborhood up. And it's it just didn't feel like normal people lived there. You could tell, like, people were really rich that lived there. And the people that were visiting were, like, people who wanted to spend money on buying a new purse or buying a new earrings or new shoes. You know, like, it didn't feel like the distillery district they should rename it like the art district because it that's what it felt like yeah there were a lot of like really cool galleries and yeah stuff. which is fine and totally belongs in a city and i have yeah. no problem with like a high-end art district but calling it the distillery district is just kind of yeah i was really hoping that there was like a distillery or a brewery mm-hmm. that we could go to and, and there just, was one well there was a, yes a brewery yeah. but it was still more of a restaurant than an actual brewery yeah. like they did brew the beer there but it didn't feel like like i don't know all of our favorite breweries are small you like walk in there's one employee yeah. and he's just like really chill um But, like, nothing felt like that. So, yes, I was hoping to just, like, walk in and, like, sample stuff and, like, hang out. But We just walked 40 minutes. We just took two hours of transit. Like, we wanted to just be somewhere to have a couple of drinks. Yeah. And we're walking everywhere, so it's, like, it doesn't matter if we have too many drinks. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't don't think that it was underwhelming. It wasn't what we expected, but it was still, like... Just plot twist. It was a really cool side of town. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily hang out there, like, in the same way that I wouldn't necessarily go to Elmwood to hang out. But when you're visiting the city, it's a cool place to stop. I think it's good for certain people. And I'll leave it at that. You know, like, certain people will love it. I'm just not a fan of it. It... I feel like the name duped us, and I get it. The name could be associated with 100 years ago, and maybe 100 years ago it was a distillery district, but now it's just high-end, fancy, and that has a place, but it 
I don't know. It just felt like if I knew that in the beginning, we wouldn't have gone there. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't have said, let's walk 40 minutes over to this neighborhood. <laughs> like, let's just go to a different neighborhood. Yeah. Um, they did have like a bunch of cool sculptures out. Yes. Like there yeah. was a giant like, spider, spider that looked like kind of like uh, War of the Worlds with uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was. Do you think, remember that movie? Yes, I do. But do you remember um, in Meet the Robinsons where there's that crazy like dystopian future that they look into and the hat has like taken over everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he has like those long spindly legs. Oh yeah, that's okay. what it looked like. That's to me. funny. Um, Both obscure movie references. <laughs> so they had this like cool like spider statue, and then they had like this chain link fence that was cut out to spell love Mm -hmm. and then somebody or not somebody you could buy locks to like stick on to yeah kind of like that bridge in france right yeah Yeah, yeah. they're selling locks for like 10 bucks which (laughs) seemed kind of ridiculous to me yeah but it's obviously just like a tourist trap thing like put your lock on this little sculpture thing yeah Anyway, so they had a, a bunch of cool pieces of art there was a lot of cool stuff to look at but certainly like it was not I don't know. We were not the intended audience. No. Yeah, we weren't. And, like, we, we figured that out pretty quickly and kind of left. Uh, we did go to Mill Street Brewery. That's the brewery F- Esther referenced not too long ago. Um, it felt like a restaurant that also happened to brew beer. Uh, the beer's good. I like Mill Street. I've had kind of a lot of their beers, actually. Uh, for a while, Mill Street had a setup at the Bison Stadium. So you could get, like... Um, what do you, what what do you call that? Like craft beer from Canada in the baseball stadium in Buffalo, which is neat. But they kind of cut that off, and now the craft beer is like local craft beer, which you know that makes more sense. It should be local; it shouldn't be from another city. But Mill Street's good. I've they have like an organic beer that's really popular and a vanilla porter um, that I liked the last time we had. Uh, I I don't know. I got like a I got one that they only made at the brewery, and it wasn't it wasn't. Like, anything special. Mill Street just brews, like, decent beer. Like, I really don't think that there's anything remarkable about it, but it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, just, it's just beer. It's, like, yingling. It's, like, it's not bad. It's just beer. Yeah, we've legitimately had bad beers, and you can't really say that about Mill Street. No, it's not bad, but it's not, like, you gotta go there if you go to Canada. It's not like that. No. Yeah, there's there's definitely other beers that I would suggest going to in canada what was so bizarre was that there was like a line and a wait to get in yes but when we got in there were like tons of open tables Mm -hmm. and i'm sure it's just like they maybe had a couple people call in or something but it just seemed like really bad management you know (laughs) and, and i think this is more of a canadian thing than a u.s thing um but i feel like a restaurant in in buffalo or maybe just in the u.s in general would have not made people wait outside. They would have just thrown them at tables and then made you wait at table. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that would make more sense. If you because, have a glass of water or a beer, like, you're way more willing to wait. Yeah, of course. It's a brewery, so most people are going to have a beer. And not only that, but there's a line outside. We almost considered not going in because of the line. So I'm sure other people didn't actually go in because of yeah. the line. And if you cut that line out and you just put people at tables, then, you know, you can get through it. We don't know how the restaurant works, so, like, we're not going to sit here and say that they did it wrong, but it just felt like, wait a minute, you know, you could have done this differently. Yeah, it's just like, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, the food was okay. I ordered a burger called the Montreal Special, and it was a Reuben. 
It wasn't a burger. That said burger. <laughs> I don't think And then it, it came out and it was a pastrami sandwich. No, you found it in the sandwiches section of the menu. But it, it said burger. It said Montreal special burger. And I ordered it because I'm thinking like, oh, that's interesting. And then no. it was a, it was a, it wasn't a Reuben. It was a pastrami sandwich. Yeah. I what? That was- is Montreal known for pastrami? I thought that was like a New York City thing. Well, it, on my poutine, they put pastrami on it, so maybe they are. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. That's weird. I like pastrami. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll eat a pastrami sandwich anywhere. But I just was like, okay, Montreal special. I was looking for something Canadian. Esther went with something Canadian. And then I just got a sandwich. It yeah. was just, a, you know, it wasn't bad. Nothing to complain about. It was a little expensive. Yeah, the food was expensive. But we're in Canada, yeah. so it's like... Everything's what? expensive. Their dollar is our 70 cents, so mm-hmm. it was... Yeah. Just about that. It's I think it's like 72 cents or something now. Yes. And it changes. So anytime we go up there, it's we usually end up saving money for what we've gotten. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so like to take the train, it was 19 <clears throat> bucks instead of 23 bucks if it were even, you know. You, mm-hmm. You're saving money, but not really. Yeah, and you're also spending it in, to benefit another economy. So, like, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, after we got food, we walked around a little bit, actually looked into, like, shops and stuff. Yeah, I felt ten times better after we got food and stuff. So, that stop was needed. Whether it was perfect didn't matter. I just needed that. Yeah, I wasn't real. I wasn't psyched about getting food at Mill Street, but I realized that we needed it when we needed it. Oh, so. I was at a breaking point. Yeah. Because I didn't feel good on the train ride up. And I just needed to sit, drink water, have a beer, and have some food. You know, like, yeah. calm my anxiety down a little bit. I had anxiety. I don't know why. Like, we weren't in a rush. We had nowhere to go. You <laughs> Literally think that's no the, plans. That's the last <laughs> time you think you'd have anxiety, but it, it hit me out of nowhere. And I don't know why, and I still am, like, trying to figure it out, but whatever. That's, yeah, that's Life fine. goes on. Day got better. We walked from the distillery district. This time, we walked ridiculously far away like almost too far no it was like we walked an hour from the distillery district to the other side of town to the kensington market but we did have a stop on the way right what where did we stop we stopped at the iconic toronto sign oh which we just stumbled upon we didn't have any plans on going there google maps actually had us walk directly by it so we just went up and took a picture well yeah the maps had us walking around it and you were like what is this toronto sign and we like got to it and we're like oh it's literally a sign that says toronto yeah yeah a lot of a a lot of cities are doing this now yeah there's like a plaza around it and there's water there's like a fountain and a bunch of kids playing in it like it was cute it was neat and there was like a like um um not a gallery, but they had all of these like pieces of art around the sign, which were pretty cool to look at. Yeah, I don't know. It's just nice when like cities actually decorate plazas to like. It's give... an ugly plaza though. Like, yeah, let me just no, say they is. built that in the sixties or seventies. I'm almost certain because it is just of that ugly concrete mess. Detroit had the same ugly yeah. concrete mess. Like Detroit has, um, kind of near the iconic like fist. And then there's the, uh, I don't know what his name is, but the guy holding, like, a son in a car. He's, like, wearing a little robe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Detroit has, like, their little area. And when we went, there was a festival going on there. But the first time we went, it's kind of like their waterfront. It's just a concrete mess. And, like, that same thing in Toronto. I don't know what people were thinking back in the 60s and 70s where they're like, let's make a public space a big concrete blob. 
Like, that would look so much better, that the one in Detroit and the one in Toronto, if it were just grass. Like, there's nothing yes. stopping that from being grass. Yes, definitely. The only thing I can think is, like, the weather, but I don't know. Because when we were out there, it was, like, so hot. Like, it, the sun was coming out, and there was no shade. Let me preference that, because we have a lot of Florida listeners. <laughs> it was not hot. It was just sun-soaked. and sunny? Yeah, like, it was 80... 80 degrees maybe or 82 but the sun was beaming on us and the concrete it's like you just feel like a sponge like you're just sucking that in like if it were 95 i mean people would be passing out if it were any hotter (laughs) yeah but but i appreciate that the city like gives people this destination like here's the sign even if it's just to like take pictures in front of like whatever yeah yeah it's just it's just it's something neat and when we got there, like, you could tell, like, it was all tourists there. Like, people yeah. from other places. And in Canada, a lot of the tourists are not, like, Canadians or Americans. They're, like, tourists from other countries. We saw a lot of that, you know? I mean, I honestly, like, I don't even know how you could tell. Because, so, I just assume that everyone, not everyone, I assume that a, that a large percentage of the people who live in Toronto are very similar to a large percentage of the people who live in New York City, and that they just immigrated over. Yeah, that's true. So, Toronto is a Great Lake city. It's, it's a Great Lake city, just like Buffalo and Cleveland and Detroit and Milwaukee, but it's more like Chicago than it is like the rest of them, and that it's, you know, it's this giant metropolis that people are still moving to daily and there's a lot of first immigrants first first generation first generation immigrants um in toronto and i it's interesting because like when we live we live in buffalo and there are immigrants all around the city but the majority of people in Buffalo is, like, the average white family that lives in the suburbs. Yeah. You know, I and th- in Toronto, you would think it's the same, but it's really not. I think that when people are looking to immigrate, they, like, there's, like, a list of cities that they're thinking already. Yeah. So, like, bef- like people who come to Buffalo are not, that's not necessarily, like, where they intended to go. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the people that we get are, like, either here for school or they're, like, refugees. Yeah. It's not, and like... And the refugees are, like, you're told this is where you're yeah, going. So yeah, so it's not necessarily a plan, but I feel yeah. like for Toronto and Chicago and New York City, yeah. like, people have this idea of, like, this is where I'm going to move. Right, yeah, this is where we're going to go, this is where we're going to start our life, and maybe we'll move from Toronto one day, but this is where we're going to start. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I like Toronto, Um, I like the vibe, it doesn't, like, we've been seeing a lot of things that it's super dangerous in Toronto, we walked around the whole city, there's, didn't feel dangerous. Yeah, and even when we walked through neighborhoods that were, like, more run down than others, I never felt unsafe. Yeah, you know what, the good thing in Toronto, and if you like, like, city life, and you like reading, like, Jane Addams books, you should read those, those are great. Um, you, security in numbers is a thing. And in Toronto, there's just so many people walking around. Um, and yeah, people could take advantage of you, but what major crime is going to happen when you're in a crowd of a bunch of people? Like people, you just, you feel secure because there are also other people walking around. There are other people doing the same thing you are. There are other people shopping, there are other people taking transport everywhere. And it's nice. It's nice because we live in a city in Buffalo, which is on the rebound, but 
still there aren't like hordes of people walking the streets because it just isn't there yet. Most people get places by car and it's going to be that way, you know, in the immediate future. But in Toronto, most people don't get places by the car. They take public transport and they walk because it's highly dense. It's a dense city. And I, I like that about Toronto, but Toronto has a weird vibe. There's a lot of sterile in Toronto that New York City feels more like organic than Toronto does. I don't know how to explain it. Well, do you feel like it's because there's more recent growth in Toronto? Yeah, so Toronto's skyline is super, super weird. All the buildings are glass, so that means they're they're pretty new. Like, I would say 1980s are newer, right? Mm-hmm. And they all look similar. And it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't hate it. I like it, but... Toronto has definitely lost, like, it, 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 it's kind of lost its, um, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how to explain it, because, like, a city like Chicago or a city like New York, um, they're new, and there's new things everywhere, and they have new buildings, but it also has, like, New York City still has that New York City feel, and there's still, like, classic buildings, and they still have, like, old-school neighborhoods that have hung on, and they still have their heritage, you know? Chicago's the same way, but in Toronto... It didn't feel that way. It felt like they'd torn down long-standing buildings to just build generic, sterile buildings. And they're just everywhere. These giant, sterile, big glass blobs all over the city. Well, I feel like I've heard that they're putting... Like, they're dumping a ton of money into new real estate. Yeah. So they're, like, spreading out. Or or maybe they're demolishing and rebuilding. Yeah. Um, and they're not necessarily, like, able to pay it back just yet. Yeah. So, like, may- maybe you're right. Maybe they are tearing down their old stuff and, like, yeah. rebuilding new stuff. But it-, it does feel a lot more recent than, like, Buffalo and New York City. But, or even, even Chicago. <clears throat> and Chicago and New York City are, are thriving cities. They're not in any way, like, crumbling or, or, or getting smaller. But Toronto just feels like it's kind of lost. It's, like original parts like a perfect example they they have a section called old town right and this is their like historic district but we walked through it there was two city blocks that were currently being demolished old buildings that are at least 100 years old being demolished and across the street are brand new giant skyscrapers so like they're losing their history so fast there in fact it's so crazy that Toronto and Buffalo are, are, are relatively the same age and Buffalo still holds all this architecture gold, you know, like all these homes and buildings that, that still exist here. They don't exist in Toronto. And when they do exist, it's it's rare. Yeah, it's got to just be that the demand for real estate is higher there. Yeah. So like if there is like a two-story building on a corner, like the benefit of tearing it down and creating like an a 10 story building 30 story even. yeah 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 something like way way bigger is just like you know like so much greater yeah than but keeping that building it's weird because I, I don't know i mean like you as a city like toronto like you don't know in the future toronto could become a dead city you know mm-hmm. it, it Everything could dry up overnight. Things like that happen. It's happened all over the country. Well, yeah. I was thinking their heyday must just be more recent than Yeah, their heyday is probably now. Yeah. It's probably still going on, which is nothing bad. It's just, if I lived there, I probably would be championing, like, 
let's protect what we have and don't destroy it all because what happens if all this newcom wealth disappears then we won't have what we used to have exactly um okay so we saw the toronto sign then we went to the next neighborhood which esther picked out which by the way kudos great neighborhood (laughs) you picked out the kensington market yeah so it's a neighborhood. It's not necessarily like a market. We did walk by the Lawrence Lawrence Market. St. Lawrence Market. Saint Lawrence yeah, market. yeah. That was an actual market. It was an actual market. Yeah. Like, um, what's the one that we have here? Uh, Broadway Market? Broadway Market. Yeah. So it was similar in that it's just like a large building with like a bunch of vendors inside. Yep. And like on the weekends. All cities should have them. Yeah. And on the weekends, they have like all these tents up and stuff. Detroit like had that markets. cool market that we went to. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of the time when we go to a new city, we do tend to go to like their their version of that sort of marketplace. Yes. Where they're just like vendors and like somewhere we can get something local. Yeah. Um. So we walked through there, which was, like, mayhem. We did not even go in. Um, we just, like, walked the perimeter and, like, looked at a couple of the stands outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did not even go in because there were just so many people. It was mobbed. And at that point, we were still on our way to the distillery district. Yeah. Yeah. So Kensington Market, um, I don't know the history of the area. There must have been a market there at some point. Yeah, of course. But it was just this, like, super, like, cool, like, really chill, like, area and there was like a giant park in the middle of this whole neighborhood where there were just a ton of people like sitting and eating and like yeah. walk, like playing with their dogs. And like this was out. the most alive part of the city. And I'm so glad we went there because I kind of lost a hope in Toronto for like, where's the real Toronto? Where do people actually live? Where do people yeah. like go to the store? This is where it was at, the Kensington Market. And I mean, look, if I had to move to Toronto, I, that's where I would live because – Every storefront has something and everything is so compact and so close together and it's it's loud and bustling and people are walking on top of each other and it's one lane roads. It's just it it was what I like to see in a city. It was really cool. Everything was right on top of each other. There's like a Chinese restaurant right next to an Indian restaurant, right next to a pizza place. Right next to a dance club, right next to a bar, right next to a record shop, right next to a retro video game store, like just crammed in all on top of each other next to a next to a market. Like it was just cool. There was a guy like rapping in the streets. There were people like dancing around. It, it was fun. You know, it was really cool to see. Like it that part of the city was great. And then we walked through that awesome park that you just talked about. And it really felt like this is where people in Toronto live, this is where they walk around. This is where you like see real life. And there's graffiti and all that crap, which is fine. And it didn't feel super clean, but I kind of like that, like, in a city. Like, I just – it feels lived in. It feels like people are there, and and it didn't feel sterile like the rest of the city. It really felt vibrant and, and, and cool. Yeah, so, so I know that we've experienced this a lot, but – so say you you tell somebody like a stranger that you're from like this city then they automatically have a picture of where you live yes. and it's always wrong yes. like 100% like uh, when, most of the time yeah. when we tell people that we lived in Orlando they assume we live like right next to Disney which we didn't we didn't like nowhere close to it um and like when people say like oh i live in new york city they like i i feel like people just assume oh they live in like lower manhattan yeah. or something yeah. like that like something that's crazy. probably where your mind goes that's yeah. right yeah so like when 
people say that they live in Toronto, like, you don't necessarily think of this, like, super cool, like, I don't know, air, Can, like, super diverse yeah, area, yeah, yeah, it was like, diverse, Kensington yeah. Market. Yeah. So, it was, it was just really nice to see, like, this is, okay, this is, like, a legitimate representation of where people live. Right. And, it, like, you could tell that since it was, like, such a happening part of town, like, these people had money, like, whatever. But, I don't, it just, I don't, it felt so real, like it felt very homey yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And it that was like, oh, good. You know, like my opinion of Toronto is now improved a ton <laughs> just just by walking through the neighborhood. We didn't even go into any stores yeah, really. We didn't do anything. But we just saw it and we walked it and felt it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of went off the strip a bit. We went to a board game cafe, which turned out really good. We got to play a couple games and relax and kind of recharge the batteries before we walked back to the train station. <sighs> we also went to a retro video game store. Yeah, which is cool. It's one of the cool stores. A lot of YouTubers have covered it, but it's, like, so expensive. It's not even funny. Yeah, it Like, is. the stuff there is so much more expensive. Perfect example, a $5 game you'd find in Buffalo. We'll just say, like, NHL on... And 64, right? It's a $5 mm. game. This is like a throwaway game. There it was like $29. Their yeah. N64s cost 200 bucks Canadian, which, you know, that's still like 150 bucks. Like, that's a yeah. lot of money. Whoa, why are you paying $150 for N64? I bought mine for 15 bucks at Goodwill. It must just be because it's like a larger city. I yeah. don't know. The stuff they had was cool and unique. It felt like kind of like a video game uh, museum. They had a lot of stuff that you just don't see, which is why I wanted to go there. But, like, I wouldn't buy anything from there. If I lived in Toronto, I'd be buying stuff on eBay. Like, I wouldn't – or Amazon. I wouldn't pay that those prices. Yeah, especially considering that there's no – well, like, they're under the same region that the U.S. is. Yeah. Under. So, like, like, why not buy something from somebody in the U.S.? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, maybe you have to pay some money to ship it over to, to Canada, but it can't be that much. Yeah. I – I don't know. I liked the Kensington Market was a nice eye-opening experience. Yeah, it was just like a breath of fresh air. So when we got to the board game cafe, um, we really enjoy board game cafes. So there's there's like a couple of things that we tend to um, lean towards when we go to a new city. Um, that's board game cafes, cat cafes, and zoos. And then, like, obviously markets and, like, breweries and all that. Breweries, yeah. Yeah. But if... So if a city has, like, a cat cafe, then we tend to go. Or, like, a board game cafe. Um, Toronto has multiple of both. Yes. Yeah. But since we've been before, like, we didn't, like... I don't know. Yeah, we went to a different board game cafe. We went to a different one in Toronto two years ago. Yeah. Which was nice. But this one was more laid back. It was more my speed. Yeah. So this one, if you've never been to a board game cafe, um, so the way that this one was set up was you walk in and you pay for time. So like if you're there for under an hour, it's only three fifty. Three fifty Canadian is I don't like know, two bucks. Two bucks, something yeah. like that. Um, so it's three fifty, and you. Uh, that's it. Like you just play a game mm-hmm. and you leave and you pay your $3.50. If you stay over an hour, it's $7, but then it's unlimited gameplay. Right. So you can essentially stay all day. Yeah. And seven bucks is, we're talking like five bucks US. Yeah. That's so nothing. for f- 10 bucks, because it's the two of us, for 10 bucks, 
play board games for as long as you want. That's really good. Um, we went to a board game bar in New York City, and it was much more expensive. But oh, that one was a lot more tight. It was so cramped, and yeah. there were, like, three tables. Uh, yeah. That was awful. Um, this one in Toronto was big and open, and we had, like, a six-person table for two people, which was nice. Yeah, what, what was so nice was that all of the tables were like that. Like, there were a couple of four-person tables. But most of them were six or eight. Yeah, which is really nice, especially in like in in a, in a city where you would expect the like square footage to really really matter. Um yeah, but this this board game cafe was a little bit off the beaten path. It was kind of on like a, a less desirable neighborhood and further away from the city center. So they yeah. didn't have like the ability to make it like the one in New York City. The one in New York City was right next to Washington square park i think which is like a really famous park in new york city i don't even i could be butchering the name but it's like right near nyu and all this stuff and the one in toronto was it was near kensington market but like further away from downtown so we're talking like less people live down that way yeah but it was by chinatown which is like super populated i don't know chinatown's cool in toronto it was really cool yep so it's big like really really big chinatown in toronto is so much bigger than you'd think it'd be yeah i guess um so we got there we got a couple of drinks um and we played some like pretty fun games so i don't know anytime we go to like a board game cafe they're always like oh what do you play like what do you like do you play games often and like board games are kind of it feels like kind of a niche market right now. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. I I feel like most people who play, who say they play board games don't play board games, and that's fine. Like, um, there's definitely a market for the people who casually play board games and, like, maybe have played Ticket to Ride, and, you know, they still play, like, Monopoly and, um, what's that, Cards Against Humanity and stuff right. like that. And that's, like the like, the basic board game essentials. And then there's, like, the people who played board games when I was a kid and don't play as an adult yeah. and then there's like the people who have sat down and played board games and then once you open up that world there's thousands upon thousands of board games that you can play right and all different types of games so they're like casual game like casual board gamers like childhood board like nostalgic board gamers yeah, like people yeah. who go in and want to play Jenga. yeah and then there are people like us we're like I'll sit down for 30 minutes to learn this super complex game. Yeah, and that's exactly what we did. We told the guy we like board games, and he goes, cool, I just got a new one that I really like. And it was called Dinosaur Island or something. And we built... That was really fun. It took a long time, probably over an hour. It but. was a it was a worker placement game because yeah. I told him that that was, like, my favorite genre. Um, and you basically build a, an amusement park yep. around your dinosaurs. So, like, every dinosaur that you are able to, like, um, collect the correct types of DNA for and build, you add a thrill um, level to your park. And then, uh, what's the, it's like a danger level or mm-hmm. something. Threat level. Threat level. Thrill and threat. Okay. Uh, so then you can explain the whole game because it's very complex. Okay, I'm not gonna explain the whole game. (laughs) I just want people to understand what we played. Anyway, so like, so for the number of dinosaurs you have, the thrill and the threat go up. So then you have to like, uh, make sure that you double down on security so that people don't die when they come visit your park. I don't know. It was like a super. It was a fun game mechanic. And we haven't really played a worker placement game like that in a very long time. Yeah, it's one of those games where like. 
there's like different tiers and all these different things you have to do and it's really complicated but it, you know once you get it it's fun and it's one of those games where like yeah we could totally play again and and it'd be a completely different game you know yeah it wouldn't be the same twice worker placement games are just like slow moving like you don't get a ton accomplished in each of your turns and then the game's over <laughs> yeah. um and then we played another game that i don't even remember really because i was not a super fan of but you liked it i liked it it was fun it was like a tug of war card strategy poker type game yeah uh i know that sounds weird but that's exactly what it was Mm -hmm. it was like tug of war poker bluffing type game i liked it It was great um my speed and the first game was your speed yeah Yeah, and we kind of both played a game that we liked uh, and then we walked back to Union Station, about a 45-minute walk from the board game shop, which was nice because the sun was going down, so we kind of got to see the city at night a little bit. Um, and we got back to the train. We waited a little bit because we missed the train. Uh, we missed it by, like, one minute, so we had to wait around for the next train, which was no problem. We weren't in a rush. Yeah, to be fair, we didn't have that train in mind. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We kind of just said... Uh, trains leave like every half hour or so um so we were just like whatever we'll get there when we get there but we happened to get there 29 minutes until the next train you know like okay like literally the worst case scenario but we didn't know and we were able to like walk around the station and like check everything out and it's like a really beautiful station but it's under under construction construction. so like when we first got there what is up with us going places and like the main mode of transportation is under construction i don't know it's frustrating we travel a lot in the summer and that's when everything's under construction yeah and they to be fair union station in toronto is very nice um it's not grand central station in new york city but it's close it's close in niceness so it's just really big and confusing and the layout makes no sense well i feel like grand central station they made they made an attempt to make this giant space beautiful yep and in toronto they made no attempt to make it beautiful Uh, it's just big and like beautiful because of the construction you yeah. know it's there there isn't like paintings on the ceilings or like right. posters or anything like it's just a giant like i don't maybe no it's not even marble i don't know it's just a giant construction and it's very nice yeah I, well they're redoing it and it i don't know what it used to look like but it's fine the way they're redoing <laughs> it kind of like what we were talking about earlier toronto's really kind of like really embracing this new certain style and i don't hate it it's okay but i just feel like in 30 years that style's just gonna look dated and old and if you would have just kept that classic 1920s style that doesn't fade away you know like that that'll look cool from now until the end of time like grand central station just keep it up make it keep it nice you don't have to do anything to it it looks beautiful and it'll look beautiful in the future you know that classic look yeah and i feel like a lot of a lot of cities and a lot of people i don't think think about it that much but you should uh we live in a city where you're forced to think about it buffalo is a depressed city that lost a lot of things but what it does have people really cherish and in bigger cities where you don't have a big set of you don't have a big loss you don't have a loss of people you don't have a loss of buildings and stock and all that sort of stuff you kind of see the changes but you don't stop them 
And sometimes change isn't necessarily the best thing. You, you want upkeep and, uh, you know, like to, to keep what you have certain, not everything, not everything, but just a little bit. And, uh, that's what I have to say about Toronto. It felt phony baloney, most of it, but some of it was super cool. All right. Well, I like Toronto. I thought it was very enjoyable. It's different, but it's also a different country. And that's what I had to like remind myself of the entire time that we were there. Mm -hmm. Like anytime we'd be like, oh, that's weird. It's like, oh, because this is a totally different country. Mm -hmm. And And there are differences between Canada and the U.S. Minimal, but there are. Yeah. Very minimal. Yeah. All right. Well, episode 13 is in the book. Uh, We don't have any questions or answers for you guys. But again, if you want to ask us any questions or answers, please feel free to do that. Follow us on our Facebook page, the Esther and Jeff Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Jeffrey Sears Ants. Uh, Esther, do you want to follow? Do you want anyone to follow you? Mm, not particularly. Don't follow Esther on anything. In <laughs> fact, don't even remember her name. Yeah, pretend like we don't even know each other. Yes. Um. So if you have a question, you're more than welcome to leave it on our Facebook page, or if you have the Anchor app, please leave a voicemail because that's super fun for us, and we can play it and, and we, make we fun of you it. or whatever you know. Uh, we'll be putting up another poll soon. We're going to do the same thing we did before where we have you pick the city. This time we might have three spots in I think mind. Facebook only allowed two. So we'll do two spots <laughs> and we'll have you guys pick again. This time, hopefully you'll pick the right location. No, I'm just joking, <laughs> but we'll have you guys pick again and it should be really fun. We still got plenty more traveling to do before the snow kicks in soon. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, we'll just keep putting Erie on the poll until majority rules. Oh, but then people might just start getting mad and they just purposely vote for the no, other one. Yeah, I know. That's a joke. Nobody's... I'm sure the majority rule is never going to be for Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, there, were some <laughs> good, there were some people supporting it, I will say. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. Yep. See you next time. Bye. Bye. It's a long episode.